This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're going to check in now with our guest from Wager Talk, Andrew McKinnis, who's nice enough to join us. Andrew, I know uh, you're out in Canada, so... Not Thanksgiving for you guys, but we appreciate you uh, joining us. I'm sure you've enjoyed the football today. Did you have anything going on in this uh, Pats-Vikings game that we're watching? Yeah, thank you very much for having me uh, also, guys. And uh, happy Thanksgiving to you here in Canada. It's just another Thursday, uh, but a Thursday (laughs) filled with football, which is really nice. Of course, our Thanksgiving is in October. Uh, For me, it's just actually a prop, guys. I'm just sweating out one play really as my main play, and it's the uh, Mac Jones completions. I need 21 completions from Mac tonight. Figured it was going to be a lot more of a wide open and uh, pass heavy game for him. The funny thing about Mac is that they look at his, you know, his trends and his history and the stats for him doesn't quite often go over his passing yards. But he goes over his completions. And the reason why is because he doesn't throw the ball past 10 yards every time, right? So he's going to rack up those pass completions, get those pass attempts up. So in a game against the Vikings, I really thought we'd see more of a pass-heavy game. You can't just run the ball against a team like the Vikings. So that's where I really went here. So pretty much when the Patriots have the ball, I just want them to throw it. Andrew, when you look at this game, and we talked about it before it started, that I felt like, if the Vikings were going to win, this game was going to end up going over because they're going to try to open up the offense. Now, so far, New England's been able to hang with them and have the three-point lead. They've put up 13. It hasn't been the defensive battle that I thought New England would need to do to win this game. Can they sustain this? Can New England put up 27, 30 points tonight? I think they can, but it, it really makes me scratch my head. I, I was actually at Gillette Stadium last weekend got a chance to see them play against the Jets. And I don't really want to say I was really happy to be there because until the very last <laughs> play of the game, it wasn't much of a game, fellas, you know. But uh, the one thing with the Patriots is that the funny thing is I think they have it in them. They're capable of it. They do have pass catchers. It's just really the play calling hasn't been there. But I think they know against a team like Minnesota, like you mentioned, like I mentioned before, you have to be able to open things up. They can't try and play old style uh, New England Patriot football and beat Minnesota that way. I am a little bit surprised that the Minnesota isn't just running cook into the ground. That is going to kind of been a little bit surprising to me, but I guess they want to say, you know what, let's open things up. Let's, let's go to Thielen and, uh, and all the rest and, and let's keep it going. So I think that we're going to see this game fly over. I think it's the only way the Patriots are going to be able to win is if they can hang with them. But are you guys surprised that all we haven't seen more of a heavy run game from Minnesota? Because once they get that lead and they protect it, I feel like it would really make the Patriots, you know, kind of fall behind. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I think definitely what was big in this game so far was that answer that New England had when they went down 7 nothing, went right back down and tied it. 13-10 right now, still with five minutes to go in the second quarter. Pats are leading the Vikings. Andrew, I want to talk to you about some of Sunday's games, and I think the best game we got on the docket is this Bengals-Titans game in Nashville. Jamar Chase is expected to play, obviously huge for Cincinnati. They are now two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Titans, who are underdogs again. They have covered seven straight (laughs) games, right? It's just the same old story with Tennessee. You know they're going to want some revenge for how last year ended for them in the playoffs against the Bengals. 
Any plays for you in this game? Totals 43 and a half as well. Well, I had a feeling you'd ask about this one, and it's one that everybody's talking about right now, and it's all about really how you look at lines, how you talk about look-ahead lines, or really just how a team's been playing in general. So let's talk about this Titans team, how good they are, how good their schedule has been, and how, let's say it, not very good their actual division is. I mean, is this team as good as they appear to really be? I'm of the belief that I don't think they are. You talk to one person, they might say, you know what? They have a good passing game. They can run the ball down your throat. I just don't think that they're as good as they really seem to be. I think their schedule has been lighter. I feel like they've punished teams that they should be punishing. This is one of those fields to me where everybody's going to be all over the Titans and I'm going to slide in here on the Bengals. You know, I think this is going to be a popular dog spot, a public dog, if you will, for the Titans. And I think it's a good spot here for the Bengals to get a cover, get the win. I'm not buying into all the revenge hype. I think that they'll get it done, the Bengals. And, and I really just don't think the Titans are the team that they seem to be. Might be unpopular opinion, guys, but I just really don't believe in this team as much as they seem to be. They, they beat up on teams that they should beat up on. Sure, they've squeaked out some victories, but... If they don't have that run game going, if they can't run the ball down your throat, I still worry about that passing game. So give me the Bengals. Andrew, another uh, public dog that some people are looking at, Green Bay on the road at Philadelphia. People not real convinced Philadelphia hasn't played great the last couple of weeks. And quite honestly, for Green Bay, this is kind of like the last stand. If they lose this one, playoffs are probably done for them. Aaron Rodgers coming out this week, broken right thumb, says it's not a big deal. Are we trusting the Packers on this? Are we still riding with Philadelphia? They're giving the six and a half. They're clearly the better team. But now that they've lost that first game and haven't looked great the last couple of weeks, is the shine kind of off Philadelphia right now? Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a tough year to be a Packers fan. And uh, that's what I am. So Mm. it it hasn't really been too fun. But I'll tell you what, I I keep my heart out of it when I'm betting. That's for sure. Uh, One thing that has been nice, of course, though, is we have gotten some nice point spreads with the Green Bay Packers, including that number we got against the uh, Cowboys uh, just a few short weeks ago. Look, I, I think the Eagles get it done. I think they cover in this game. I'd love to be able to say that we can, you know, see a good performance out of Rodgers and his receiving crew, but the chemistry hasn't been there for them. They haven't been able to put together a full game. And I really think that this Eagles team will make you pay. They don't give you a half a quarter to, you know, make up for your mistakes. They don't give you a second half to, you know, backdoor cover. I feel like this is actually a favorite that will get it done. It, it pains me to say it. It really does. But I also think the Eagles run game is kind of slept on as well. And I just, I'm a little bit worried about the Packers being able to trade points with them. And their defense has honestly been really underwhelming going into the season. I knew there would be issues. I knew there would be chemistry problems. I knew Rogers wouldn't really be too happy with some of the connections he's gotten with some of his receivers, but the defense kind of let me down as well. You know, a sneaky play might be a good look at the team total for the Philadelphia Mm. Eagles to just completely take away the Packers out of the picture. Andrew, this Ravens-Jags game is an intriguing one. It dipped down to three and a half a little bit today and then has bumped back up to four. The total is 43 and a half. The Ravens, their last three trips to Jacksonville, they have lost two of them and all the games have been low scoring. They always struggle in Jacksonville. Do you think the under would be another good play here? And do you think off the bye week and how the Ravens look last week against Carolina, you do you like taking the home dog plus four in this matchup? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Ravens against Carolina, I, I love all the headlines I saw after that game as if they just won the Super Bowl. I mean, 
Uh, it's one of those things where it's not like I was all that impressed. I think they are a talented team, obviously, but this is a Jacksonville Jaguars team that realistically, the point differential that they have speaks a lot to me. And I know that they haven't been able to finish games. I know that T-Law hasn't been great in the red zone when they need him to be, but they've gotten a lot better. And getting points in this situation, having that rest that they have, I feel like this is a good spot for them. I think they can keep it within a field goal, potentially win this game outright. And as far as the total goes, I wouldn't be shocked to see points in this one just because I don't really trust the Jags defense as much coming out of the bye. But I do think that they will put up some points here on Baltimore. And like I said, I mean, I'm not really buying in too much to some of the teams the Ravens have defeated. They do have a really strong offense, but I don't I think that Jags can uh, can get some points up there on their defense. So um, I actually think this is one of my stronger plays of the week here, getting points with the Jags. As funny as that sounds, uh, making your strongest play of the week on the Jaguars. But uh, I think Jacksonville is a good look. And the fact of the matter is, look at their their, their um, ATS record, their straight-up record. Let's be honest, guys. It doesn't really indicate how the level of football they've played. This isn't the same Jacksonville team we've seen over the past few years. Andrew, let's pivot and talk a little hockey. Boston has been red hot to start the season, 17-3 and three out of the gate. But New Jersey just came off a huge winning streak. They just dropped their last game here recently, but they're 16-4. and four. I know it's early, but we're about at the quarter pole for the NHL season. Boston was supposed to be good coming into the season. New Jersey, I'm not sure people were convinced on. Should we start to believe that the Devils are a threat, an actual threat to win the Cup? Well, you know, the Devils experienced lots of injury troubles for a few years, but I mean, how many first round picks did they need, right? I mean, it feels like every single year they were in the top five or top 10 as far as these draft picks goes, which can certainly help a team. They're still very young. They're, they have a lot of depth, which I think has been really good for their team. It's not just been Jack Hughes every night that has to score. They do have several scores. Uh, I think they're, they're still inexperienced. I mean, you look at certain teams across the league, even we'll, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, how many years did they even go before they started you know, contending every single year, going to the cup finals for three straight years, you have to go through those struggles, right? And even the Maple Leafs, as a Montreal Canadiens fan, as much as I love to make fun of them, they're going through it right now. But once they get over that hump, they'll definitely take it to that next level. The Devils are the real deal. I think the prices we're seeing on them make a lot of sense. Uh, betting overs with them is a lot of fun as well. But I think they're still a little bit too inexperienced. As far as that Bruins team goes, I'll tell you, I mean, I'm very impressed with them. I thought they would struggle out the gate with the uh, injuries that they had. They overcame them. Um, but I'll tell you, when a team loses after a huge win streak, both the Devils and the Bruins, I usually look to fade them because after that streak gets snapped, I kind of want to bet against them their next game. I think that's a good theory right there. Uh, in the in the West, Seattle, obviously Vegas set the standard, right, for expansion teams in the first year making it to the Cup. It yeah. was unbelievable. Seattle wasn't good last year, but now they're off to a nice start, 11-5-3, 25 points right now. They're second in the Pacific. Are you surprised at how quick the turnaround has been for S Seattle? Did you think it might take them kind of another year or two to maybe be in the playoff conversation? I am surprised. I mean, you know, I think that uh, I think Seattle did it the right way. And I'm not I'm not trying to hate on the Vegas Golden Knights when I say this, but their GM thinks he's playing a video game. You know, I mean, they're just trading away draft picks here. You pick up Jack Eichel here. You trade away Alex Tuck. You give away. I mean, look what they did with Nick Suzuki. You know, that's a Montreal Canadiens fan. He's, he's now our captain. That was a gift. Max Pacioretty is gone. Nick Suzuki, the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. 
I think Seattle did it the right way. They built from the back. They built from the goaltending position, the defensive position. Then they built up and they're getting there. They have the scorers, but they don't really have that superstar quite yet. Might be a good thing for them, but I'll tell you what. From a betting perspective, we're getting good prices on them. Night in, night out. They're not really a real popular bet, which is a good thing. Andrew, we're here in D.C. Obviously, the Capitals are not a good hockey team right now. But we still have the Ovechkin watch. Yeah, we do. He's probably going to (laughs) catch Gordie Howe this year. He's only 11 behind right now. Does he have a shot? Because this team is pretty bad right now. Does he have a shot in the next couple of years to, to, to run down Gretzky? Do you think he gets to 895? Well, I think if he just continues to uh, have that parking pass right there in his office in the <laughs> slot, I think he'll be able to get there. I mean, look, this guy doesn't really seem to have that, you know, that look on his eye that he's going to just leave, like that he's ready to retire anytime soon. The way he scores his goals now compared to the way he used to score, let's be honest, it's a little bit different. You know, a lot of people don't realize, like, I know I'm not, I know I'm a pretty young guy, but people that are even younger than me think that the only way this guy scores is off one-timers. He used to score in a complete different way, right? Yeah. But now it's kind of getting those setups and one-timers and the power play. I think if he continues to do that, keeps drinking those Dr. Peppers uh, on the bench, he'll be all right and he'll, 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 he'll get that record. But uh, as far as the Capitals right now, Coming off those injuries they had, I feel like they're going to be able to bounce back, but uh, I worry about them defensively. Yeah, uh, yeah they're and, not good. They are not good, and it's tough. We've we've been fortunate for so long that they've been really good. Andrew, before we let you go, we got about a minute or so left. I know you said you liked the Jags in the NFL this week. Were there any other plays that you liked in Week 12? I mean, guys, look, it's it's kind of an obvious pick here. It's a favorite that's a pretty big one, but I'm going to go ahead and just say it. The Texans are bad. The Texans are a really, really bad football team. Uh, I feel like the Dolphins are absolutely going to run it up on them. They have so much talent to spread the field. They can go so deep. They do have a decent run game. And I just don't think the Texans are going to be able to trade points. They're not going to have an answer for them. And when you go down so much, you can't run the ball. You have to go deep. They're not going to have an answer. Look, I expect a blowout here, guys. The point spread's big. It's going to be a popular wager. But give me the Dolphins to absolutely just pull a route on the Texans this weekend. Tough to argue with that. Miami's offense, man, they are explosive. Andrew McInnes from Wager Talk, we appreciate the time, man. Good seeing you. Thanks for all the info, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks, Andrew. All right, guys, thanks.